0: Hello, everyone. This is Kimberly Greenwell with My Southern Home with Kimberly Greenwell, the podcast. I'm here with John with Barber Cabinet Company, and I'm really happy to be here with you today because there's so many things to talk about when it comes to home and home improvement and just keeping people informed on what's going on in the industry right now.
1: Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, we do the TV stuff, but those are smaller segments, so it's good to kind of get a chance to sit down and have a more elongated conversation.
0: So, you know, when we talk about lead times, what is it that homeowners really need to be aware of right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say if, if you're going custom, um, you know, I can speak more on the cabinet side. I mean, it's, you know, five to six months and, you know, we get phone calls from folks looking at other places as well. Um, and that, that seems to be, you know, pretty widespread, at least here in uh, Louisville. So uh, in terms of lead times, I don't think uh, there's really anywhere to hide.
0: So what do you think is causing the delay in the lead times?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And of course, you can read all kinds of theories. Um, But I mean, I I can tell you from our perspective, it's demand. I mean, we have the labor that we had before the pandemic. Uh, You know, we just have twice the amount of jobs.
0: Do you think the reason why we're seeing that, John, is because people are not going on vacations because of the pandemic and they're choosing to invest that money in their house and make it the home that they've always wanted to have?
1: Yeah, I mean, you hear that, uh, and I'm sure that helps uh, in terms of driving the demand, especially on the remodel side. And, you know, you hear, well, people are sitting around at home more. And so, you know, they're looking at their old cabinets and realizing that they can't live with these anymore or whatever the case may be. but um you know my if i had an opinion i mean a lot of our stuff is uh a lot of our business is new construction and i would say that what's driving more of it is that there is no inventory or very low inventory in houses so the builders know that if they can get houses built they will be able to sell them so um i think our our new construction business is probably driving a lot of it because builders are building as many houses as they possibly can uh because they know when they go to list them uh there's a there's a strong market uh for houses that are for sale.
0: Well, and that makes sense completely because we are in right now the lowest inventory that we've ever had in years. And we continue to struggle with that. And I, you know, I have had this gut feeling for a while. And usually when I have it, it happens that we're getting ready to switch. Right. I feel like we're getting ready to switch into a buyer's market. I thought it was going to happen at the beginning of October. Now I feel like it's going to happen at the November or December, but we're definitely ready for a market reset. And I feel it. Um, I feel it from my realtors and my mortgage brokers. There's a lot of buyer fatigue out there. You know, so, you know, you know, there's just so many different variables that's driving this home improvement craze.
1: Well, I think there probably is some buyer fatigue, but the reality is, um, let's just use an example here in Louisville. So if you are, you know, uh, UPS is hiring as many pilots as they possibly can because, you know, with the pandemic, uh, Amazon has done nothing but grow shipping. Uh, it, you know, they can't keep planes in the air enough, I'm sure. So, you know, if you're hired from Texas as a UPS pilot to relocate to Louisville, you have to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if there's no houses for sale, again, the builders know that if they can, you know, get a roof on and indoor plumbing, the house will sell. So although I think there is buyer fatigue as long as the inventory is low and I think it will take a long time for that to get corrected builders will, kill, will will keep building houses.
0: And you know one of the things that I love about the builders in Louisville is that they choose to use custom cabinetry.
1: Yeah, I would say that Louisville um is uh is relatively unique in that standpoint. I mean I I spend a lot of time in my uh personal life in places like Cincinnati. Um, and, uh, the market there is much more, uh, I don't want to say track home, but, you know, mass production builds, whereas Louisville is very fortunate to still have a very large group of highly custom home builders. Uh, and so you just get a better level of both product and service, uh, from that, from that standpoint.
0: Well, you really do. And look, you know, I'm in multi-million dollar homes in Nashville with box cabinetry. And every single time I see that, it's like nails on the chalkboard for me. Correct. Because why would you build a multi-million dollar home and put in box cabinetry and it doesn't look finished? The kitchens never look finished when you use box cabinetry.
1: Well, we are lucky again here in Louisville to be in a region that uh, historically just has a lot of uh, competitive custom cabinet makers. Uh, so I think that drives some of it. Um, but but th- there's there's no doubt that you'll see more you know custom cabinets per capita here in Louisville than you will in a city like uh, Nashville or as I mentioned Cincinnati.
0: So. You know, let's, a lot of people don't know, and and we've talked about this some on My Southern Home, the difference between box cabinetry and custom cabinetry, and there's a huge difference in the two. So for someone that's just listening to the show or just stumbled upon it, you know, what, explain the difference.
1: So, you know, if you're kind of doing pros and cons, um, on the pro side for box cabinets would be, you know, typically lower price and shorter lead times. Uh, now, all that is relative in this environment. Lead times have been extended on box cabinets just like they have on custom cabinets. Uh, and the same could be said for pricing. That's really the beginning and the end of the pros list on box cabinets. You know, custom is is the other uh, spectrum. So you have, you know, full selection on um, dimension, perhaps mo- most importantly, but also a door style finish. Um, but the reality of that is, you know, nothing in that world is, is, uh, pre-manufactured or sitting on a shelf ready to go, you know, from our standpoint specifically, you know, we aren't doing anything on your project until you place the order. So it's all, it's all made from scratch. Uh, but the good news there is, you know, we can come out to your kitchen and measure everything down to the 16th of an inch. So, um, you know, you get to maximize storage and maximize, um, selection for the best overall fit for your for your project
0: when well, you can tell a big difference when you walk in a kitchen and the cabinets don't go all the way to the end of the wall like they're supposed to
1: no doubt and uh, you know the height i mean bo- box cabinets are typically sold uh, you know the standard heights would be 30 36 and 42. Um, so if you have for instance a 10-foot ceiling it's very difficult to take box cabinets to the ceiling unless you're literally stacking cabinets on top of one another uh, which once you've seen it done both ways, a custom side you know with a custom dimension versus cabinets literally stacked on top of each other, uh, there's a very noticeable uh, difference in how that how that turns out.
0: Well, in the design knowledge that you guys have, you know, for example, my kitchen, um, Kirby helped me with the design. really all of you guys did everyone here took a look at it and Kirby, was like, you have to remove these soffits. I think you should remove the soffits. And I just couldn't handle it at the time. Right. You know, my, my dog had died. I'm living in a hotel. I'm traveling all the time. I'm still trying to run four TV shows. The thought of taking out those soffits was just over my head. Like, I right. couldn't handle the thought of it. And Vinny came out and personally looked at him, and he's like, you need to take them out. And, you know, it's just that, that extra mile that you guys go with all of your clients in helping you get the overall look, because honestly, my kitchen would not have looked as good if I hadn't have removed those soffits. Right.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of trust that goes into this business. And that's, you know, it helps us again, specifically here in Louisville, uh, you know, we're almost 75 years old. Um, So there's a trust factor there because, you know, we will cost more than a box cabinet but you will get more, but it is a little bit of a leap of faith. Uh, So, you know, we, we've been around long enough here that I think for the most part, especially with the business that we do have, uh, there's a, there's a trust factor there knowing that if you're going to pay a little bit more, you're going to get quite a bit more in value.
0: Well, and I hear all the time when I talk to homeowners, you know, John suggested, John suggested this, Kirby suggested this, and it made the biggest difference because when you go to these architects you know a lot of these architects you know they're not kitchen designers right you know they don't they're not thinking that when you have this over space island which is a huge trend right now True. Um, you have to have more walkway right in between the 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 you know the outside wall and in that island or the appliances need to even be placed in a certain area for you to have that right.
1: Well, you know, we do um, all steps of the process kind of have their areas of expertise. So, uh, you know, an architect certainly has their world um, and it's just kind of chipping away. So, I mean, you definitely, you know, especially on new construction, even on a large remodel, typically need an architect to get you started on a general floor plan yes but then you're narrowing down you know you're coming to a cabinet expert that mm-hmm. sees you know 200 kitchens a year mm-hmm. um and a lot of a lot of experience you know our our little slogan is blending your ideas with our experience and that is truly you know what happens because you certainly have your input um but we can let you know like Look, you really need to have stick to these general rules, or you need this for your walkway, or I would suggest this. You can do whatever you want, but this is the what I would do if it were my home. Uh, so it really is that really is that narrowing down uh, process.
0: Well, I was talking to someone um, the other day that's that's building a home, and she was telling me about their architect and stuff like that. I was like, well, I said the difference between a good home and a great home. I said everything starts with the architect and a good draftsman. Because that's that's your that's your base. No
1: doubt,
0: you know, but you yours, have to have the right
1: shell. Yes, grade. yes, yeah. and
0: but the subcontractors that you use is every step
1: f- gets more specific.
0: Yes, right. yes, right. and that's the difference between having a home that you're gonna like and a home that you're gonna love right. you know, and when I was going through this process of the remodel, you know, my mom, I would, I would talk to my mom about stuff and she's like, well, I mean, you know, it's extra money. I said, you know what? I said, "At the end of the day, mom, I don't want to look at these cabinets and think, I wish I would have paid a thousand dollars more right. and got this.
1: Well, I mean, going back to value, um, that is, I guess the good thing about our business is in theory, it's as much as it's it is as much of an investment as it is an expense because in most cases, if the job's done correctly, you will eventually get that money back. I mean, you do have to have the cash flow up front to fund it, mm-hmm. but uh, but you know, typically your kitchen, your master, I mean, those are high value areas in terms of return on investment for any money that you're going to put into the project.
0: Yeah. And those are the, the, you know, main rooms that you should spend money on. But now in this new life world that we're living in, you know, people are investing in laundry rooms,
1: laundry rooms and home office. I mean,
0: and pantries, both of
1: those. Yes. Yes. There's no doubt about it. So, um, I mean, there's, there's always trends, uh, you know, you can go back and look at a nineties house and they were doing things a little bit differently then. Uh, but, you know, I mean, if you just think about, technology and how we work 20, twenty-five years makes a big difference I mean now so much of work is remote and that ends up driving what kind of cabinets you do because again you may now want a home office whereas 25 years ago that that was that was just not necessary
0: well thank you so much for being with me today John it's always a pleasure
1: always fun to be with you no matter what the medium.
0: <laughs> thanks John yep. take care you're listening to My Southern Home with Kimberly Greenwell, the podcast. Visit us on mysouthernhometv.com to listen to other podcasts that we have available, watch past segments of My Southern Home the television show, and view our inspiration gallery.